Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Fourth and goal for Michigan. Handoff. Quorum dives. End zone. Touchdown. Wolverines. And Michigan takes a 6 0 lead in the first quarter. JJ takes the snap on third and 10. Back to pass. Looking. Fires down the middle. And it's caught. Roman Wilson inside the five to the end zone. Touchdown, Wolverines! Wow, did JJ thread the needle there? Wrapping up the show here on a Tuesday on Hurt At Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We're on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. We are joined now by Aaron McMahon. He covers Michigan football for the Ann Arbor News and M Live. Aaron, how are you this morning? It's uh, good to be talking football with you guys. What's up, man? Aaron, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, let it, let's jump right in to football. Obviously, you get the big win over Ohio State for the third year in a row. Um, is it, I guess, what's the general vibe around Michigan heading into this Big Ten championship game that most people are just automatically chalking up as a W. You're getting Jim Harbaugh back on the sidelines, and you're coming off of your third straight win over Ohio State. I mean, people have to be feeling pretty good in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I mean, the fan base is, is amped up right now. I, I think they realize this is Michigan's probably best shot to win the national championship. Um, you know, they've been in the playoff the last couple of years, but they haven't been able to get over that hump. And I think the fans kind of realize that, you know, given the way that Michigan's playing this year, um, despite Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline for six games and despite all the off-the-field drama and the accusations and investigations, that I think this is the, this is their year for the, you know, to, to win it all. Um, parity in college football has probably never been, never been you know, better. Um, I, I, I think the, the opportunity is there, and I think right now they realize it, it's, it's, within, within, it's within their grasp. Aaron, I'm curious. You mentioned Jim Harbaugh obviously missing half of the regular season uh, with suspensions. How much of a difference since he was able uh, to be at practice and just not uh, at the games, how much did those suspensions actually impact Michigan on the football field? 
Yeah, it's a good question. You know, and I don't know if it's necessarily quantifiable, but I can tell you, you're right. You know, him being there during the week for practice, I, I think does make a difference. You know, they, they, I don't think they necessarily changed the game plan because he wasn't on the sideline. He still had an influence. He still kind of dictated what things were, were, were going to take place. And maybe in-game adjustments maybe weren't there, especially those first three games in the, the non-conference schedule. Um, but I, I, I think, and you saw it, you know, Michigan's acting head coach, offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, you know, during that, that passionate uh, post-game speech against Penn State where, you know, he was dropping F-bombs and everything else, <laughs> that uh, they, they were playing for Jim, and I think they played in the way Jim wanted them to play. And then I think that was the case again on Saturday. You know, they, they tried to emulate this smash-mouth style of football where, you know, they, they, they're, able, where they're able to run it and take time off the clock and, and win in that physical style of way, style you know of football and they did it again against against Ohio State and I think that's very much what Jim Harbaugh uh, wanted to see. Aaron Michigan overcame everything that's hit them this year and despite what anyone will say they will be in the college football playoff. Uh, it is a very low likelihood that Iowa upsets Michigan this weekend. So, as you said, you think this is title year for Michigan. If they were to win the title this year, will it be primarily because of the leap McCarthy has made as signal caller this season, or would you attribute it somewhere else? No, I, I think that's exactly it. You know, Before the season even started, I, I said that Michigan's success this year would hinge on J.J. McCarthy and his, his, his arm. Uh, you know, he's a former five-star quarterback, highly touted out of high school, uh, and, and he's one Michigan's kind of brought along the last couple of years. Uh, you know, even 2021 when Michigan played Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, Hayden McNamara was a starting quarterback during that game, but they were still working J.J. McCarthy in. They were designing packages for him, kind of getting his feet wet. And then the, the, the change happened last year, and McCarthy got the ball. Um, he, was, he was given the opportunity and obviously made the most of it. But I think this year just his – his maturity, his his able his, his ability to kind of um, compartmentalize things and and kind of grow as, as, as a throw as a passer, I, I think has been the difference. Michigan's offense last year was largely predicated on the ground. You know, Blake Corum and Diamond Edwards were getting a ton of carries. Corum was in the race for the Heisman Trophy, and that's not necessarily the case this year. Michigan's largely used the pass to kind of set up the run, whereas you know last year was largely the the run to set up the pass. So McCarthy's I think been the difference maker. Um, he, you know, his, his numbers have been great. He's been very efficient. And, and while maybe he hasn't put up the, the passing stats that maybe a Gene Daniels or Bo Nix has, um, he's, he's, you know, he's completing passes at like a 75% clip. His quarterback rating is pushing 200. So what he's being asked to do, he's, he's succeeding in, and I think it's been a difference maker for the Wolverines. We're talking with Aaron McMahon, who covers Michigan for M Live. You know, you mentioned maybe this is Michigan's best chance for a national title. But it all, they also might be the college football world's best chance to knock off Georgia. Is that how you view this, uh, this Michigan group as well? Because when you look at some of the other contenders, I'm not sure they've got what it takes. They, may be more, uh, they might be more TCU than they were Ohio State against Georgia last year. Michigan, though, might be able with their physicality to give the Bulldogs a hiccup for the first time in three years. How do you, I know it's looking ahead here, but how do you look at their chances against a team like Georgia? Yeah, it's a good question, right? And when engaging the college football playoff matchups, 
I, I do think Michigan has the edge, in, you know, against maybe a Florida State or a Washington or perhaps an Oregon. But Georgia is the interesting th- factor here. I, they, they, Michigan had trouble getting past them two years ago. I, I don't think they just they didn't have the physicality and I think the talent to, to keep up. Um, I, I think that's changed this year. Now I, I don't necessarily I don't think that necessarily means Michigan would be favored to beat the Bulldogs, but I think they give them a fight. And I think it's. I think it's a matchup many folks are, are, you know, clamoring for, especially here in Ann Arbor. They want to see how this Michigan team matches up against Georgia. Um, you know, I, I will say this with regards to, to the Bulldogs, Michigan spent an inordinate amount of time this year preparing for them. Uh, you know, I can remember before the 2021 season, before Michigan kind of flipped the switch and, and turned into this Big Ten title contender, um, they, they started obsessing over Ohio State and it worked. Um, going into this year, they added a period in practice to prepare for Georgia. My assumption is that it deals with physicality and, you know, perhaps, a, a, you know, something with the run game. But uh, I think Michigan's better equipped to handle the Bulldogs. Now, I don't know necessarily will translate to success on the field, but I think it'd be a lot closer in the 2021 matchup. Aaron, looking ahead to this weekend, the Big Ten championship game against Iowa. As you <laughs> as you kind of look at the point spread, it, it, it's large. It's it's about 23 points. I think it got up to. I did it open a little bit lower. I think it was around 21 where it when it opened. Uh, for Iowa to have a chance in this game, uh, does Michigan just uh, not have to show up? Not only the point spread, what you said, 23-24, but the total for the game is more like 35. Yeah, which is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. So Would you that? lay the points on, on Michigan like as, as, as like a shutout favorite? Yeah, my gut says yes, just because yeah, looking at that, Ozmakers would signal to me they're expecting like a 30-3 to game, and that's mm-hmm. probably a, the most likely scenario here. Um, you know, Michigan's offense, I think, is just is so well-equipped. I, I think for Iowa to be in this game, or at least, you know, be competitive, they're going to have to force some turnovers. They're going to have to get some short field situations. You know, I, go, going back to the playoff game last year against TCU, J.J. McCarthy threw a couple of pick sixes. So I, I think Iowa would need a couple of those to, to try and stay competitive. Otherwise, yeah, I'm tended to lean to, to lay, the, lay the points with Michigan. I, I think their offense is just so good and so explosive. And, and I think you're almost looking at, uh, you know, uh, a duplicate of what we saw in 2021 where Michigan – you know, jumped out to a big lead and, and never, you know, it, it never closed. Aaron, I'm glad you brought up that performance against TCU last year by J.J. McCarthy because as he gets closer and closer to an opportunity to be able to, I guess, redeem himself a little bit there, because let's be honest, Michigan wins that game without those two pick sixes. Um, I guess how do you think he's handled that mentally, not only throughout the season, but now as his chance to – uh, get back on that stage is is right at his fingertips. Yeah, so he says he's grown from it, and, and you want to believe him. But then you know you go back to even this season, the uh, third game against, excuse me, second game against Bowling Green, and he throws three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, J, uh, but by and large, you look at JJ's numbers; he's been very good. But it almost seems like he gets into this rut when he throws one interception. One in, in a game, it kind of multiplies, and it, 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 it you know it goes it almost like runs downhill from there. So I think the key from him is just staying away from mistakes. If he can avoid one turnover, he can avoid three, and I think that would be the really only difference maker for Iowa because I I just don't see their offense doing a ton. Um, Michigan's defense is statistically one of the best in the country. They're very good at, at keeping teams, um, you know, uh, forcing them in second and long, third and long situations, and, and given you know Iowa's. You know, they're playing the backup quarterback. They just don't have a ton of weaponry on the offensive side of the ball. So I just don't see them moving the football a ton. But, 
you know, JJ, again, the key is in the for, uh, avoiding mistakes, avoiding turnovers, playing it in a way safe. And I, I do expect that to probably be the Michigan game plan on Saturday. They're going to, they can play their, their type of football, not force anything. Uh, and I think they're going to want to avoid turn or uh, injuries too. And that's going to be key coming out of the game healthy. So I'm expecting a safe game for Michigan. I don't expect them to try. I don't see, I expect them to try some trick plays. Um, just like you saw against Ohio State, they're going to try and get in and get out with a win. Aaron, real quick here, got about 30 seconds left. Uh, are you expecting uh, Sharon Moore to be back next season, or do you think he moves on to a head coaching job? Yeah, it's, it's a good question because if you look at Michigan's coaching staff, I, I think he's the most likely candidate to get a head coaching job, whether that's this year or next. The, the only question, right, is whether he ends up being the next guy in line. You know, if Jim Harbaugh ends up taking an NFL job this offseason, I would assume he gets the job at Michigan. So it's going to be a very interesting offseason with Harbaugh and the staff. Aaron, we appreciate your time. Great stuff, and uh, enjoy covering the game this weekend. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, Aaron. That's Aaron McMahon from M Live covering Michigan football. Really good stuff there from Aaron. Lots going on with Michigan. I still, like, I, I was just thinking about this when you asked the question about Georgia. I'm like, is Michigan the only team that's solidified in the college football playoff? We'll talk about that tomorrow here on Herd Sports Radio.